Hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Okay, Jen, let's do this thing. Okay, Jen, so this one is one of the ones I've had for about a year and a half now, maybe longer. And it's one that I think you watched a documentary or a video on. And that's the one where the, it was a set of twin girls being charged with murder. I don't want to give too much yeah. away. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. So I'm going to do that one. I'm okay. going to do that one. What you got? I have three smaller ones based out things that happened in Sterling Heights, a murder-suicide, Highland Park, homicide. And then I have, don't don't look I at my page. I can't see that far. My and glasses then, are thick, but and not then that I got <laughs> another Highland Park where a a dad and a son thing. Ooh, okay. You want to go first? It's or gonna blow your mind. Want to go first? Because my shit's deep and dark. Okay. I've had it written for so damn long. Okay. <laughs> so the murder murder suicide in Sterling Heights. Okay. On March second, twenty twenty. Okay. Elizabeth, age 67, and Herman McCalpain, okay. M-C-K-A-L-P-A-I-N, age 66, okay. were found in the home deceased after police were called to investigate. Wait, they're in their 60s? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. After they, the police were called to investigate some suspicious circumstances at the home. The police found Elizabeth's body and then found Herman with an appeared self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh-oh. It was said that each of them were previously divorced and had recently got married after rekindling their friendship from high school. Yeah. And then he kills her? Maybe. Man. Because right now the cause of death for Elizabeth has not been released. Uh, but I got to know. I've I'm assuming know. he did it. Can you follow up why? on that one? Because i got to figure that shit out. Why? Yeah, why'd that happen? Yeah. Um, and then I have a Highland Park, Michigan homicide cold case. I just thought it was interesting. Talk to me, Goose. That in November 2002, during a home invasion, there was a homicide. Okay. That's the story. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Police have not released any details about the case. And I Googled all <laughs> kinds of stuff trying to find a all homicide different. in 2002 right? in Highland Park, and I couldn't find nothing. Really? Yeah, but they, so that's all I got. Damn. But the interesting part about it Talk to me. is during a review of the decade-old homicide, two additional suspects were identified. On February 21st, Frank Harris, age 44, of Detroit, was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, felony firearm, felon in possession, and habitual second charges. The second suspect has only been identified but has not been arrested as of yet. I just thought it was interesting that, you know, they're working cold cases, and here you go, you got one that they've solved. Well, then maybe... um... Maybe not, not like the next two, but after that, I've got some cold cases. Jane Doe's, I know you like those. Really? Yep. I was worried when you tell a cold case, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, Jen, you might have just chopped my article in half. (laughs) (laughs) So this one's the one I mentioned in the previous podcast that just blow your mind. Yeah. Like, it, it is so crazy that this happened. So in Highland Park, Dad executes son after confessing to molesting his sister. 
So the dad admits to his son that he... No, his son admits that he molested his sister and the dad executes him. How does he execute him? Okay. So in November 2019, Jamar Pinckney Jr., age 15, confessed to his mother that he had molested his sister. The mother called... How old is the sister? Do we know? Yeah, I have... It, I'm that's sorry, written, sorry. but it's age three. Well, thank you. <gasps> A baby! Yep, yeah, so... The mother called Jamar's father and asked him to come over because of the startling confession the boy made. It is being said that the boy admitted to having inappropriate contact with his sister. When the father arrived, he start he started by pistol whipping the boy inside the house and then he made the boy get naked and brought the boy outside and like some accounts state that he made him walk down the street. But ultimately, he made the kid kneel, and the kid's, like, begging for his life, and the father shot the boy execution style in the head. Oh, my God. Yep. The father turned himself in and was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, three counts of felony assaults, and firearms. In April 2010, Jamar was sentenced to 37 to 80 years in prison. So, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. Me too. Okay? One, it's just fucked up. Yes. Okay? Just end of story. Yes. But, and I didn't put this in here, you know, he gets sentenced and the mom goes up and makes a statement. Okay. All right? The gist of it is, is pretty much she's never going to see her son again and this dude should rot in hell. In jail, you know? Is what the mom says? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much, you know? Why didn't you try to stop him? Okay. Then he was pistol whipping her son. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you because I'm reading all these articles on this. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you called him over. Yeah, you know who his, what his personality You're is like. Watching right? him take your son outside naked. There's some point you're going to call the police, right. right? Like, so. I what did she think what did she want to happen at that question that's my question well I know that there was a piece of one of the articles that said um she told the father that you know this isn't something that he can just sweep under the rug you okay know? well then you no, call the police and be like he needs help get him into therapy and yeah he's a molester let's get him yeah but that all aside yeah it's a fact yeah that I I just didn't understand, and I wouldn't. I didn't finish reading her. You know what they wrote about what she said yeah. after, you know the little gist I got because I'm like you were there. You were literally there. You were there. Yeah. Like, and you never. You didn't stop it. Yeah, and it's too late now to say shit. Like he was pistol whipping your son. What did you think he was going to do with the pistol? Continue to whip it? It's a gun. You shoot yeah. people with them. What did you think he was going to continue to hit him with it? And I thought, okay, well, this kid obviously realized what he did was wrong. Yeah. And he was trying to get help. Yeah, well, if he obviously, told his mom. He was telling. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it really was just shocking. I don't know why it was so shocking to me what she was saying, you know, the gist I read of what she said to the courts. Yeah. And to him, as it's sentencing, and I'm thinking, why are you not an accessory to yeah. this? Like, why did you get off? Good point. So, I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, that was pretty messed up. I was going to say, this one, is, if you have a teen and you're currently hating them, you might want to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was explaining to people, my kid's a good kid. She's a really good kid. 
But she was straight evil for six months, man. Straight. They do turn like that. Evil. One time she told me off because guess what I did? Hmm. I said this. What? That word there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bah, bah, bah. I'm like, what? I can't even say what. No. I'm always <laughs> saying, oh my God, I'm always saying what and I can't hear. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, that, that's when I just looked at her. I'm like, you're evil. <laughs> I'm not even playing games anymore. I'm going to splash some holy water on you and throw you they out are, the front door. There's something that happens to them. I don't know. Yeah. It was like no around idea. 14, 15. Yeah, I have, no, I have no idea. It's hormones or something. Okay, so her name is Jarmika Yvonne Whitehead. That's the mom's full name. And she goes by Nikki. Okay, good. Okay. And she was born April 18th, 1975. Nikki was raised in a home without a lot of rules in place for her. Okay. And she's being, okay, so Nikki is being raised by her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, she, and her grandmother doesn't have a lot of rules. Okay. And when Nikki was 17, she becomes pregnant with twins. And the twins are named Jasmaya Kanisha Whitehead and Tasmaya Janisha Whitehead. And they were called Jazz and Taz for short. And they were born November 27th, 1993. Now, I don't know if I ever told you. One day I'm talking to one of my coworkers. I'm like, I hate it when they name twins alike. Like, you know, like uh, Timmy or like uh, like Molly and, you know, whatever. Oh, fuck. I'm just trying to blank. <laughs> oh, like Molly and Holly are two twins, mm-hmm. right? Like give these bitches. Or one time, like this kid's name was like um, Darnell and Darnella or something like that. I'm like, don't make it so close that nobody knows who you're talking to. Yeah. And one of my coworkers like, my wife named the two youngest after me. Like, so your name is Jennifer. Like, your your kid's name would be, like, Janisha and Janet. You know what I always wanted to do was have a girl and name it Jenny Jr. <laughs> that Jr. could be her middle name. I would piss myself. <laughs> but I, I said that. Just I'm like, I think that's so stupid. My coworker's like, we did it. I'm like, damn it, Allie, be quiet. Oh, insert foot. All right, now the twins' father was married to another woman at the time and already had a family with his wife, and he did not assist Nikki in raising the girls. In fact, the girls were first raised by their great-grandmother, Della Frazier, and Della is the one that raised Nikki. She's Nikki's grandma. So she's the girl's great-grandma, and she's the one that's raising these kids. So Nikki randomly appeared in her daughter's lives while Della was a consistent parent for 13 years. So under Della's care, the girls were honor roll students and Girl Scouts when they were younger, but they were starting to become wilder as they grew into teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you one time, the Northville police called me to tell me they had my daughter at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I remember that. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, you might want to hold on to those two because it was her and her cousin. You might want to hold on to those two little assholes, save their damn life. I swear to God. And then when I got there, my daughter was so fucking dumb. She was still kicking it with attitude with me. And at least her cousin was smart enough to be like, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, we made a mistake. And Ariana's like, I don't know. I'm going to show you I won't kill you. <laughs> I told the police, thank you, officers. Thank you. I mean, because the, the boys got in trouble. The girls didn't. They had they didn't have anything on them. But I was just like, I will kill you. Yeah, I remember that. That's great. Oh, I was pissed. Okay. <laughs> so I was bringing stuff back, bringing it back. Okay, so the girls are starting to get in trouble now, right? They're turning 13, and their mom, Nikki, is now in a long-term stable relationship, and so she requests custody of the girls. 
And Nikki's trying to give the girls a home with more structure and rules than were provided by their grandma, Della, right? But these girls are like, fuck rules, right? They grew up without rules. They don't want this. No. Mm -hmm. So the twins thought their mom was trying to control them and that it was hypocritical of her to provide rules as she was raised by Della already, right, also, with the same lack of rules. Mm -hmm. So they're like, no, bitch, you can't give us rules. And she's like, yeah, I'm the mom. And that's how it starts, right? Right. So... Nikki provided them with a lot of material gifts, such as phones and brand new clothes and accessories to try to win them over. And that she, doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Because I, I tried that too. <laughs> um, she also moved them to a town about 20 minutes away from their great-grandma, Della, right? So Nikki's upset that the girls are having sex and smoking marijuana. So she's constantly disciplining them. And they're upset because Nikki drinks and smokes marijuana. They're like, what? <laughs> and then right. she's doing that shit like, but I'm the mom. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. So... While living with Nikki at age 13, Jazz snuck out of the house in the middle of the night to meet a boyfriend. And Nikki, frantic after finding her daughter missing, calls 911. And she sounds so scared for her daughter. And you can, there's a YouTube video that you can listen to or, or watch or whatever where you can hear the actual call. She's like, I, you know, I've come, my daughter's missing. And she does sound like she's scared for her daughter, right? Yeah. So Jazz was found. And when the cops were at the home with the mom and the twins, and at this point I'm watching a video with the cop who was there. Um, One female officer with this female cop, she thought that Nikki was giving off body language, saying that she was afraid of her daughters. That's what the cop is saying. Like, oh, I thought she had body language that's showing that maybe she was afraid of them. And everyone left but the female cop who lingered around before she left too. And suddenly the cops receive word that there's a 911 call from Nikki. So they immediately turn around. They haven't even got that far. The cop could hear screaming coming from inside the house, the female cop. And Nikki, the mom, came running out of the house crying hysterically. And she said that the twins jumped her as soon as the cops left. So the twins said that the mom, Nikki, was the one to get physical with them, that Nikki was the abuser. And evidence shows that Nikki had been beaten. She had bruises and scratches on her chest and neck. And the female cop described the twins as eerily calm after the altercation with their mom. Yeah, I remember on the show. Yeah, it was creepy. So, do you can you was there video footage of the girls or no? Just okay. how they portrayed it. Okay, yeah, I believe it. So both Nikki and Della are showing incre- increasingly erratic behavior. So Nikki and her grandma are also having erratic behavior because they're struggling with each other for custody of the girls, right? And they're like pitting them against each other, and the girls were sh- starting to show even more destructive behavior. Right, shit's really going downhill for them now. And the twins were taken into custody, and they were charged with attacking their mom. And the whole family was ordered to counseling. And at that time, Jazz and Taz were just considered like rebellious teenagers, not a danger to their mom. Jazz and Taz's great-grandma, Della, had been awarded temporary custody of the twins after the altercation. But on January 5th, 2010, the girls were given back to their mom. Jazz Maya and Taz Maya, who are now 16 years old, fought the decision saying they wanted to stay with Della, but the judge gave the custody issue a two-week period. So after the custody verdict, Jasmiah had told a counselor in the court hallway that if she had to move back with her mom, she would kill her. She says very plainly, I will kill her if you make me move back in with her. So the following week, police are called to their home twice. So they're, The girls were with their grandma Mm -hmm. after the fight with their mom. They go back with their mom. And twice in one week, the police are called because um, 
One, Tasmaya had gotten to Taz had gotten to a shoving match with one of her aunts. Well, at her welcome home party, <laughs> which I just want to be like, give it the fuck up. Okay. You know, like this is not working. And she had been throwing food on another occasion. The cops were called. January 13th. Now, mind you, they were just awarded back on the 5th. On the 13th of 2010, the twins went to school, came home. And after they came home, they flagged down a Rockdale um, County Sheriff deputy that was driving by their house. And I'm like, when do cops ever just drive by I when know, you need right? them? That never happens. No. I, I've been mugged twice, and there's never a cop. <laughs> and um, they they said they found their mom's dead body inside the bathtub. And at this point, Nikki's only 34 years old. So the first person that detectives looked at was Nikki's boyfriend. The couple had argued over the phone the night before, and Nikki had been stabbed repeatedly in what was considered to be a crime of passion. So this usually happens between two lovers. However, the police were able to rule him out with the DNA and the GPS locations on his phone. So Taz and Jazz were looked at, and Taz Maya was found to have a bite mark on her arm. And the bite was attributed to Nikki during the fight for her life. Like, at one point, she bites her daughter trying to get away. Both the girls had scratches and bruises on their hands and arms. And there was blood found on a vase and some on a shoe that came from the two girls at the crime scene. And because they're identical twins... They weren't able to determine what sister it belonged to because their DNA is just too close. So it was determined that a fight began in the kitchen with the three females after the twins woke up late for school. The girls claimed that their mom, Nikki, hit Jazz with a pot from the kitchen for their transgression of sleeping in. Taz then said she took the pot from her mom while Jazz grabbed a steak knife. The three began to fight with Nikki being cut and stabbed. There was a blood trail that showed Nikki had tried to go to a neighbor's house, probably for help, before returning to her own home. Well, you know what happened there. Tell me. Is she did get away. Okay. Crawled to the neighbor's door. Okay. And in the video, it wasn't that it was very it wasn't far. wasn't very far. No. Okay. Knocked on the door. Yeah. And the neighbor heard the knock, but didn't get up. Okay, yeah, I wrote that the, na- the neighbor claimed to hear a noise, but he wasn't able to get to the door. Like, oh, can't get yep. to the door. Dang. Yeah. And after I watched that video yeah. and that, I'm like, I never answer my door. Right? But sometimes it's like, wow, well, now I, th- I think about it. Yeah, like, ooh, maybe I look could, out the window. In case there's like a bloody person on the front porch. Yeah. Like, I'll open it for you. Yeah. <laughs> or no, I actually probably wouldn't open it. I'd be like, I'll watch you right there and I'll dial 911. Oh, shit. No, the other day I heard somebody in our attic, so (laughs) I can hear someone in our attic, and I live in a condo, and the attics are, like, if you get into my neighbor's attic, you can get into mine, right? So Mike's like, what'd you do? I'm like, I sat on the bed with the dog and a knife, like, I dare you to come through. (laughs) He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. You can get, in a condo, you can get to everyone's attic if you're in one. No, I can tell you that, oh, no, just the one behind us. So if you get into my neighbor behind us, you can get into ours. And that's it. Really? Yeah. They don't put like a wall up? Mm-mm. And, uh, so why would you put anything up there? I don't have anything up there. I know, but I'm just saying, why would yeah. people? I don't know. I, I think it's creepy as shit up there. I don't go up there. Yeah. I'm the only one in our family that's actually been up there. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, no, I just sat on the bed with the knife and the dog. Like, come on, buddy. Oh, shit. <laughs> come on down. <laughs> So, um, Taz, okay, so the twins claim, so she goes back to the house. Nikki does. After she went to the neighbor's house and nobody answered the door. So the twins claim that Nick, Nick, uh, Nikki then sat in the kitchen, exhausted from the fight. I was like, 
maybe blood loss. Maybe she was exhausted from blood loss. But Tasson claimed they began to argue again, and Nikki lunged for the knife, forcing the girls to kill her. That she lunged for the knife as they were, like, resting. Now, Poppy and I used to fight each other, and you do take breaks sometimes. You're just exhausted. And then all of a sudden she gets near you, and you've got to jump at her again. <laughs> <laughs> so Nikki had extensive stab wounds in her neck, one of them causing her spinal cord to sever. And there were about 80 wounds to her body. Together, the twins placed Nikki in the tub, and it was then that the two girls went to school. So they did that in the morning, then they went to school. And then they came home and then flagged down the cop. So Tasmaya pled guilty, pleaded guilty to charges that were um, lessened from murder. So she was sentenced to 20 years for voluntary manslaughter, five for lying to the police, which is falsification in government matters, and five years for possession of a knife in the commission of a crime. Tasmaya also had her charges reduced from felony murder. Um, so while Tasmaya only spoke in her trial to say yes or no, Tasmaya spoke in court expressing her remorse. She's the one that's like, I'm sorry. And her sister's like, no, yeah. And she didn't care. Um, Jazz pleaded guilty as well. And like her sister, Tasmaya, she received a sentence of 30 years. Linda Whitehead, the twins' grandmother. So, okay, so if you think about it, Nikki's the mom, right? Mm -hmm. She wasn't raised by her mom, which is Linda. She was raised by her grandma, which is Della. So Linda, who's Nikki's mom and Della's daughter, um, she spoke out at the at both trials, saying that she loves her daughter and she loves her granddaughters, and that they were in a situation in which there was no winner because the girls had never learned about consequences or learned right from wrong from her mother, Della. And Linda is harboring anger towards her own mom. She's pissed at Della. Linda's pissed at Della, her mom. And she said that her mom helped sow seeds of destruction between Taz, Jazz, and Nikki during the custody battle. Hmm. So she doesn't like her own mom. And I got all that from Murderpedia. Well, Murderpedia, some YouTube videos. <laughs> Sweet. All right, out. Contact us at Anchor or Michigan and Other Mayhem at gmail.com or on Facebook to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Bye-bye now.